It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, licensed nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist and host of Dishing Up Nutrition. I want to thank um, Leah and Nell and Teresa for sharing a life-changing show last week while I was off teaching the Menopause Survival Seminar. Busy, busy. The five-hour one. Yes. If you missed last week's radio show, I encourage you to listen to the podcast, Making a Commitment to Your Health. It was a great show. It was inspiring, especially if you have a lot of weight to lose because Nell talked about her 90 pounds that she lost seven or eight years ago. Yes. It's still gone. It's still gone. It's awesome. (laughs) Or if you have an autoimmune disease, and Leah talked about her really serious, serious asthma that she had again eight years ago. Right. And it's gone, gone, gone. And she's feeling great. No meds, nothing. And then Teresa talked about, you know, she has three small children and she is really gung ho on making sure that they eat right so they stay healthy and full of energy and, you know, they're not sick all the time. Right. So it's, it's, it's a great, it was a great show. It was a great show. So today's show is a topic, you know, we have never, never, ever <laughs> It's had before. So, you know, Teresa and, and Nell and Leah, they talked about this. It all starts in the kitchen. Right. Well, this one, it all starts in the bathroom. It sure does. You know, because we're talking about how to be a poop detective with Dr. Kristen Struble. She's a pediatrician and author of a fun children's book called How to Be a Poop Detective. Now, I know we all want to know how, so listen in. <laughs> So before we start our discussion with Dr. Stubel, I want to give you use a little bit of time to alert your husband and your kids. Yeah. Because, you know, I know what they always say. Oh, she's talking about sugar again? No, we're not talking about sugar. Not at all. We're talking about something that they can enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> they can wrap their head around. So... Anyway, we think this is going to be a fun show. So the voice that you've been listening to here is Marcy Vasky. She's joining us today as a co-host. She's a licensed nutritionist. She sees clients at our Wyzetta location and also at our Eden Prairie office. And Marcy, you're out and about a lot teaching. I am. You're doing a lot of nutrition presentations for... Small businesses, large businesses. Yes, and it's just so fun to get our message out there. So she's also working on a very special project that is really dear to my heart, a nutritional approach to helping people with an eating disorder. You know, together, together we're emphasizing mm-hmm. kind of the nutritional biochemical That's right. causes and helping people overcome their eating disorders through this. It's a really a new, unique approach. Yeah, it really is. You know, and this topic is, of course, really, you know, near and dear to my heart as well. You know, having once been in the grips of an eating disorder. So I'm really humbled, actually, to share this new approach to those that are struggling with eating disorders. And I think, you know, 
you, if you um, are curious, it would be a great place to start to go to our website, mm-hmm. weightandwellness.com, and pull up the testimonial about Jennifer uh, and how she healed after healing her intestinal tract and eliminating the foods her body was really sensitive to. And her compulsive over-exercising and restriction of food stopped. It's just a remarkable story. It is a remarkable story. And we've actually had her on the air a couple of times. Right. And we should in. have Jennifer come back on. We should, to, just it's, to share it. Yeah, because it goes against what most people have been taught about eating disorder. Oh, definitely. It's going to a much deeper level. Much deeper, yes. You know, Marcy, I know we... You have not totally documented all your successes and all, you know, all the things that we've been talking about. Right. But, you know, really daily, we're helping people with their food compulsions, whatever they are. Whatever it is. Right. So enough on that. Yes. So now on to a more fun topic that I'm sure, Marcy, your twins. (laughs) Would giggle over. Oh, for sure. I even have clients who giggle about poop. <laughs> so, so, you know, it's we're because we're going to be talking about the poop detector. That's right. So we are pleased to have Dr. Kristen Struble, the author and practice and practicing pediatrician in Air, Phoenix, Arizona, joining us today. Good, good morning, Dr. Struble. So, good morning. I, oh, good. You're on the line. Everything's going to work this morning now. <laughs> so, oh, so that's it's an interesting book. It's a fun book to look at. It is fun. So, what Thank inspired you. you to write a book about poop for kids? I know you're a pediatrician. Well, uh, just let me say I'm honored to uh, have been asked to be on your show. Um, I, uh, and I'm, I'm just amazed by, by everything you all are doing and I'm in love with your cookbook. It's just, it's phenomenal. Oh, um, you made well, points there. Yeah, you did. <laughs> really? I mean, everything you all are doing just makes my heart go pitter patter because I'm on the forefront of, of trying to mm-hmm. change lives from day one of life. Yes. And, um, so the reason I wrote this book is in the last 15 years of practice, similar to your 30 years of practice. You look for patterns and, and you see, you know, diseases brought on by what? Well, you, you, if you just look a little closer, you can definitely, um, I've been able to pinpoint some, some real, not faults, but some patterns that um, are real, real obvious to me in terms of what kids eat. And mm-hmm. I wrote this book because, you know, what you eat comes out the other end and, um I oftentimes, um, every single day in my practice, the topic of poop comes up. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. In, in some different way, shape, or form. Um, so, it, 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 and, and it, there's a constipation epidemic amongst kids. And the fact that there's a constipation epidemic amongst kids really does show how, um, how the problem of every single disease starts early. As, as you were mentioning, even with eating disorders, you know, that, that definitely the... That all disease begins in the gut, mm-hmm. and so uh, when I have a four-year-old come in for a well check, and you know, oh, mom says, you know, I ask, the t- I talk to the kids mostly, and let mom kind of chime in. But you know, how how are you, how's your tummy? How are you eating? Oh, you know, she eats well, and how are you pooping? Oh, I poop perfectly. I poop every day. Well, that doesn't really tell me a whole lot. So what I do is, you saw in the book, is I draw out what what that means, and then oftentimes, more than not. 
I discover that it's really not, that they're going every day, but there's an issue. And then we back up and we figure out, well, gee, that, that child's, you know, kind of had an issue for a while and it becomes, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty kind of thing. So when I, you know, just talking to so many families and seeing every single day, you know, the, the poop issues that exist, I thought to myself, you know what, it's time to, to write a fun book, make poop a topic to discuss because if parents, once they're done wiping their kids and they're pooping on their own and they're not looking at their poop, because most parents aren't going in there, you know, yeah, and, right. no. you know, they just, they know they go in the bathroom. These kids become more and more and more constipated mm-hmm. and then they end up with, uh, you know, excruciating abdominal pain, a lot of them, and they end up in the ER because what do parents think when their kids have horrific belly pain? They have appendicitis. Yes, yeah, right. So then they go in, they take an x-ray and they're full of poop and then they have to back up and they, the problem that I have is that we treat constipation with medication but yet we don't ask why are so many kids constipated and so that's where the really the passion lies in and me writing this book because not only do I want people to really talk about poop with their kids especially once they're they're not looking even if they're in their everyday going you know it's really important because then you look at why, and why is where the, you know, it, where what it looks like, and, but why is why, where my passion lies. Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, nutrition is, I was a nutrition major in undergrad and, mm-hmm. um, and just focused on it a lot in med school, and we really don't get that much education on nutrition in med school or in residency. No, of course not. Um, yeah, and but so... But it's, it's so important. I think, oh, I think even, even Marcy, you personally went through some of this as a kid, didn't you? Oh, yeah. I was definitely lots of tummy troubles, mm-hmm. constipated as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, so had only we known then what we know now could have saved me a lot of... What you, I mean, you know, it sounds like, Dr. Struble, you spend time educating your families, actually, on on nutrition, probably, or what to feed kids. And did that, Marcy, was, it, was that happening at all when you went oh, to Oh, no, no. It was happening not at all. And so it was just, probably you know, parents didn't know either. Right. You know, what, what, what are we going to do with you, Marcy? So <laughs> <laughs> put me on some Miralax. Well, that's the thing. And yeah. the problem is, again, is that we, we treat the disease rather than asking why all these healthy guts have the issue. And that's right. where I come in. I mean, from, from day one, from the day a child's born, their little GI tract, which, again, all disease begins in the gut, hypocrisy, hypocrisy, Hippocrates, I can't say it, so yeah. bad, mm-hmm. in 460 AD, even with moms who are breastfeeding um, or you know, mm-hmm. babies from formula, we see intolerances at that point. We'll actually have kids who are so intolerant, and I'll tell you to what, in a second, which you guys actually mentioned that, in the, you, know, you, you have that in your cookbook, which I was really excited about, is, is, is uh, dairy protein. Yes. So we'll see little right. babies with blood in their stool. And so we have moms go off of, you know, if they're breastfeeding, go off of, of, of milk in particular, but pretty much all dairy products and really limit other things and really try to figure out what, what the gut is saying. Why, why is it off? And oftentimes we can fix their, their problem. But then what happens is at a year, you know, the most common recommendation um, is mm-hmm. that kids go on uh, cow's milk. And yes, I am not right. a cow's milk pusher. I actually really try. That's a really hard thing to discourage families to do because it is in so ingrained that they need it. But therein lies the constipation evolution. And 
therein lies the asthma, allergies, eczema, and, and absolutely autoimmune disorders. Eventually, I do believe, you know, in, in, in my opinion, a lot of the inflammatory states that we see within the body are directly affected by what we are, what we're eating, and, and, and more importantly, in kids, what we're taught is, you know, what they're supposed to be drinking, which is milk, and really, they don't need it. Um, and so that's that's a real real big push, and, and and probably you know the why of of um, why are kids having so many gastrointestinal issues? Absolutely, processed foods are a huge part of it. Absolutely, so, Doctor Struble, it's we have to take a quick little break here, so hold on, and okay. uh, you know we're, we'll come back to our discussion in just in just now. a few minutes. Yeah. Yes. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, and I am Marcy Vasky, licensed nutritionist, and I'm in studio with Darlene Cavis, licensed nutritionist, and joining us today by phone from Phoenix, Arizona, is Dr. Kristen Struble, a practicing pediatrician and author of a fun children's book titled How to Be a Poop Detective. So if you have questions for our guests, please call us here in the studio at 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Let me ask you a personal question. Do you have digestive problems? Do you have heartburn or acid reflux? Well, if you said yes, you're not alone because 40% of people now take some type of antacid. That's almost half of us. So let me ask you another question, another personal question. Mm-hmm. Have you realized the cause of your acid reflux? are the foods that you're eating. Think about this now. Yes. And you know the, what the foods that cause acid reflux? You're not going to like this. No. Cookies, cakes, bagels, bread, candy, sugar. Sugar. The solution is not the purple, little purple pill, but the solution is eating the weight and wellness eating plan. You know, healthy meat, vegetables, and good fat. So need to learn this way of eating? You know, Check out our website at weightandwellness.com for a class starting very soon. And we have some callers, right? We sure do. Dr. So. Strobel, we have callers. So Okay. So let's, let's get to it. So um, we have Kristen on the line. Welcome, Kristen, to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi, thank you. Good morning. Hi. I just wanted to call in and um, make the connection that I had seen on an article online, but it was written um, by Slate it was included in Slate several years ago. It's called The Real Reason Your Child Wets the Bed. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. it um, references a, a Dr. Uh, Sean O'Regan, who um, back in the 80s, he was a um, kidney specialist, and his own child was chronically wetting the bed. And he made the discovery of the correlation between a child who is so chronically constipated that they lose bowel tone and the bladder uh-huh. not getting the signal whether it's full or not, and, and it's a very, very, very high percentage of children who are chronically wetting the bed who are actually constipated. Very often yep. the, ch- the parents are asked, does the child have bowel movements? They're like, oh, yeah, every day, but they're not addressing how far back up the child is backed up. So, Dr. Struble, have you found that that to be true? 100%. Oh, okay. Uh, actually, it's a really, really, really um, important uh, thing. Thank you for calling in with that. Um, so many kids who who have um, bedwetting are are constipated, and and that's very true. If their rectal vault, we call it, is full of stool, mm-hmm. it actually puts pressure on the um, the tube that drains the bladder, called the urethra, 
and so they're not even really emptying their bladder completely a lot of times. And they're, they're, you know, the colon is really stretched, that, 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 that poop that's about to come out, you know, that area is, is stretched. And not only does it oftentimes cause nighttime bedwetting, but some of those kids dribble during the day. And, mm. and also, mm. some kids actually end up with urinary tract infections recurrently okay. because they're constantly. Makes sense. So, there's, so it, yes, because, again, that urine sits there and it's not able to, to come out. So a lot of times if you solve the constipation issue, they, they sleep better through the night, and they, they actually, um, they, they, that problem goes away. Interestingly enough, though, a lot of those kids who, um, who have bedwetting issues, have urinary tract infections, a lot of them... Um, have, have had a history of, of gastroesophageal reflux disease, and you can mm-hmm. see that right. in their tonsils. I mean, you all know that um, just with your your background. It's just amazing how our gut really talks to us. I mean, every organ system is affected, and that, I mean, even something is, that seems as simple as, as bedwetting that definitely can be solved by by making certain that we're we're moving our bowels properly. And that we're not we're not full of poop, and we and, and you can regain that tone. By the way, it just takes a long time. Um, so I think so. one of the things that you're really saying is, you know, the babies that are born or the ones that have colic, like uh-huh. right away, right? That's yeah. a sign and signal that they've got yeah. digestive problems, and they're probably having some issue with some type of food that they're taking in. Even if it's breast milk, as like yep. you said, mm-hmm. it's yep. because of what mom is eating. So it's a new way yep. to think about this. But I thought that was a great call because, you know, when I was listening to you, I thought, hmm, we also work with a lot of adults, a lot of adult women that are also having some incontinence problems. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's one of the things that I probably don't check carefully enough is their level of constipation. Yes. I think I do. But you have to keep asking that over and over, don't we, Marcy? Oh, we do. Are you going? I mean, this is <laughs> this is really worth the show today yeah. for parents to realize that that's really key to bedwetting. Great call. It, it, it is definitely, and it's not just if they're going. Again, it's the y- yes. It's too. It's it's what it looks like. Right. Yeah. If your kiddo is clogging the toilet because they have such massive poops, or if they just have little, well, that's the, the what I talk well, about in my book. Is right. Yeah. Let, let's let's talk about that. Let's share that a little bit because you've got five different shapes or S's is, you call them, and I know shape is one of them. But talk about that a little bit, Doctor Stubel. Okay. So the pretty much um, the shape should look like a hot dog, a log, um, what I call a snake, something that's you know long and and um, and, and not not a um, the, it shouldn't be shaped like meatballs. It shouldn't they shouldn't be they shouldn't look like baseballs. They shouldn't look like footballs. They should they should look long and and like the shape of a hot dog. Mm-hmm. Um, some people describe it as a banana. You know, mm-hmm. it, it should it, it definitely should should look like that pretty much every time you poop. If, um, if 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 it's meatballs or you know that footballs or baseballs or you know then you know that <laughs> you're in trouble. They have, you do, uh, yeah. Even if they have logs in between, there's still probably an issue. An issue, there yes. So, so that's the the shape, um, and with that, it should be soft. Mm-hmm. So if if you have the meatballs and or the you know nuggets or however you want to describe that's it, that's right. Yes. Logs, um, then um, they're typically hard. They're typically firm, and those hurt coming out a lot of times. So, and then um, it should sink because you know, as you 
um, both are, I'm sure, aware that if it, if it floats, then that means that there's a lot of fat that's not being absorbed in the poop. And then it should be brown. It shouldn't be black or, 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 or red or white or green. You know, it should definitely be brown. And then here's the, the one that's really important is it, it, it should shoot out. It shouldn't be that kids have to sit there for five yes. and 20 minutes. It, it should, you, you eat breakfast, you have that cephalocolic reflux, as it's called. You know, basically your brain sends a signal to that, that healthy gut down low. Okay, time to poop. You sit down. And you go. It comes out. Right. So. Great. So, so Marcy, let's take another caller. Because yeah. I, you know, I think this, we can come back to this a little bit. Yeah, for so, sure. So let's talk to, hi, Samantha. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Good morning. Question: I recently found out I have Crohn's, and yet, like you said, hindsight is twenty twenty. I've had this since I was ten. Yep. And um, I stopped drinking milk. Very, you know, okay. Well, I have this done with that because it's clearly causing me problems. And I started drinking lactate. So I was wondering what your opinion on that milk is, or if you would suggest like an almond, coconut, or like the silk brand milk instead. Well, you know what? We're gonna we have an opinion, but how about if we, Doctor Stewart? Did you hear that question? A lady, yes, a Crohn's. Okay, it's excellent. Yes, I. So you, your question is so awesome because that comes up all the time when I ask parents how much milk do they drink or do they drink milk, and they say, "Nope, I'm lactose intolerant. So I don't drink milk." Well, then if I go further and say, what do you drink? They say, I drink lactate. Well, <laughs> it's not the milk sugar that's the biggest issue. It's the casein in the cow's milk that yeah. is hor- is really tough on the gut. So that's the protein in the cow's milk. You are so what- right on. <laughs> yes. And that's- I know you are, too. I love the book. I'm telling you, I wanted to cry. Um, it's-, it's really, I mean, the whey, whey protein is-, is-, is a little easier to digest for a lot of folks. But casein is what actually causes little babies to have intolerance when mom is drinking milk when she's breastfeeding and that's what causes an issue with with folks as they get older beta casein is, is really really inflammatory in particular and it, it's 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 what leads to, in my opinion you have to ask your doctor about all of this of course but <laughs> mm-hmm. in my opinion and in many 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 um you know very well thought of doctors and nutritionists and you know folks who have who are smarter and have many degrees it, it is the kind of the evil in the milk. So, well, no, you um, know what you are. You know you are researching every day with, because you're working with clients every day, and so many people that are writing books are not really working with clients these days. They're just looking at past research. Mm-hmm. So you are really at front at the front fort of knowing what's going on. And I couldn't agree more with you is it's all the dairy products. And, you know, people sometimes they think, well, then I can eat yogurt. Well, no, because that's high in casein. Right. And they can't eat cottage cheese. They can't eat cheese because, again, all those things are inflammatory. But we also, with a Crohn's person, you know, we look at it as an autoimmune disease. And we would probably remove the gluten, Mm -hmm. the gluten grains, and maybe for a while at least, all grains. Right. You know, we're even finding that rice for some people is very inflammatory these days. So Mm -hmm. we're not quite sure why what's happened to our rice, but it is inflammatory. Or maybe they're eating too much of it, you know? Who knows? Well, yeah, it's that chronic inflammation that, you know, I I really do feel like, and, and our poop shows it, right? If we have normal poop, you know, oftentimes more than not, we're, we're, 
we're doing okay. But, you know, if you have Crohn's or if you have constipation, you have yeah, right. celiac disease, you have anything, you know, our, our poop is trying to talk. Our gut is trying to talk to us. To it's always trying to talk so, to us. Definitely. So, Dr. Struble, we have to take another quick break here. So, well, so we'll be right back with you. Um, you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Yesterday, while working with a client, she asked me, how do I stop an anxiety attack? Mm-hmm. Right? I said, well, very simply, you eat your snack before your blood sugar drops, causing that anxiety attack to happen. You know, so her eyes popped open, and, and she said, that simple? Uh-huh. It, right? is that simple. it is that simple. Uh, she's like, well, I can do that because anxiety attacks are terrible. Um, and they are, and I, and I try to teach that to my clients all the time, you know, just make sure you get that snack or protein in is so important when it comes to, um, anxiety. You know, when we come back from, um, break, Dar and I will share some more snack ideas to stop your anxiety attacks. And if you have questions for our poop detective, Dr. Struble, please call 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, our Nutrition for Weight Loss Summer Success Program is in full swing. As I looked at the results from some class members that they're experiencing, I saw the following. You know, some people have lost 20 pounds. Wow. Amazing. Some are 30. Some 24. And, you know, a lot of people have lost 10 to 14 pounds, which we, you know, in 12 weeks, we think that's perfect. Oh, for sure. And it's all by just eating real food. No, low, low fat. No. No starvation. No way. And honestly, everybody reports having less aches and pains, better energy, better moods, and their sugar cravings are gone. We hear that all the time. That we do. And they also benefited from our summer discount special of $75 off. You know, we think this information is worth millions, but we really are offering it to people for just a little few dollars, actually. Right. So, if you want more information, call 651-699-3438, and they'll tell you all the details, and you can get started, and we got a, uh, it's starting in July, Mm -hmm. and you can also save $75. It's worth every dollar you spend, because it's all for you. You know, and before break, we said we'd give you some snack ideas to stop or prevent an anxiety attack. You know, my go-to snack is maybe some strips of chicken, two to three ounces of that, maybe some 10 grapes and 10 black olives. Super simple. And mine is even simpler. I do like egg salad. Perfect. You know, I use unrefined mayo and, you know, and then I, I have a cup of cantaloupe. Yum. You know, and if I don't have time to put together a real snack, because that does happen. Yep. Life gets in the way. We are humans too. I use a you can bar from our office, and that's a special blood. That's a special bar that helps to balance blood sugar. Right, and it really does help. It does. Yeah, it works like magic. So it balances blood sugar and prevents that anxiety that we're talking Mm -hmm. about. So we have some more callers on the line. Um, Let's take Diane. Diane, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Good morning, Diane. Hello, Diane. Oh, hello. Good morning. I just have a success story to share. Okay. I've been listening to your show for five years. Um, I've seen you a couple of times, Star, and I... I'm sleeping better. I do not have the brain fog anymore. I have more energy. Great. But also, I just wanted to share, I've been spreading the word to my family members, and my sister-in-law has taken your class a couple of times now, 
<clears throat> and she's educating my brother. Wow. He doesn't want to listen to his sister, but she's educating him. And he had ulcerative colitis. And um, recently I found out that he he was spending like $1,800 <clears throat> every three months on medication. Yes. Wow. Yep. Since he's been eating your way, my sister-in-law just reported to me he's off all of his medication. He's oh, lost gosh. about 30 pounds. Fantastic. He has a new swim, you know, new step, and uh, yeah. he's just feeling great. Wow, and that is looks, great. He That's... looks so good, and he was on all that acid reflux medication. He's mm-hmm. off of all that. Wow. Um, it's just wonderful and we're spreading the word we love your app i keep sharing it with people and um i keep hearing more and more success stories from just listening to your show and making changes yeah thank you thank you this is why this is why we get up on saturday morning at six o'clock in the morning (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much i really appreciate it that's great and alternative colitis is a very serious illness it is so great that he's got that under control. Wonderful. So let's take our next caller. Uh, we have Kathy. Um, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition, Kathy. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. I wanted to ask you, before break, you were talking about the casein mm-hmm. in milk. Uh, I've switched over to um, goat milk yogurt. Now, is that going to be inflammatory? Um, let's... Dr. Strobel, you go, you go ahead, and I, I have an answer, too, so go ahead. Um, it's, it's definitely less inflammatory. I think, you know, the, the idea behind goat's milk is um, the protein is, is, is easier for, for humans to digest. Um, just, but, but you have to just listen to your gut. If you find that you're super bloated, if you find that, um, you know, you're a gassy person, if you find that, you know, you're, when you eat it, you're kind of you're you're feeling like I said, gassy, bloated, or um, if your poop is isn't what it should be, then I would definitely still eliminate it because a lot of people are still intolerant to you know to to goat's milk as well and goat milk products. So that would be my answer. That wouldn't be my answer too. Exactly. If okay. you can, it's a nice addition. Mm-hmm. But you know, Listen I'm finding yeah, I'm finding a lot of people cannot so. Okay, thank you. Okay. Right. Thanks so, for the call. You know, Dr. Strubel, before we went on breaking all these callers, we were still talking a little bit about constipation and how really dairy products are kind of key to constipation. So let's talk a little bit deeper. Let's talk about cheese and okay. kids. Right. What do you think? Yes. <laughs> well, it's... They're addicted. I mean, it's delicious, right? We all, we all, you know, really, it's it's yummy. But they are, and it's a go-to food for parents because you know we, uh-huh. which is understandable because we feel well the calcium in there and the protein and the way it's advertised as such that it's it's the perfect food. But you know, it, it definitely. I mean, milk. I do feel is the most constipating. But if kids aren't really drinking much milk and they're still constipated chances are, you know, the cheese is, is stopping them up and, and even the, you know, the yogurt, especially, you know, as you mentioned, the, the, the yogurt, Greek yogurt's really high in protein. So mm-hmm. if these kids are, 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 are constipated, um, definitely I have them eliminate it for a month or two. And, you know, unfortunately we have to treat them with Marilax. I do try to do chia seeds and flaxseed and a lot of the good fiber to try to help get them moving. But oftentimes if they go off the cheese, 
and the dairy completely, you know, they start pooping normally, and then they are not needing the stool softeners. Yes. So for a lot of kids, you know, it, it just like adults, it, it definitely it definitely contributes too. So, um, and there's other ways, other good protein sources, other good fat sources, and and if your gut's healthy, if you're pooping normally, you're going to absorb the nutrients you need better. Right. So, so I think just to let people know that, and we see this with adults too, too much cheese and mm-hmm. actually too many nuts. Right. Yes. That's another There's big another one. one that, you know, and you don't mm. see, usually you don't see kids eating too many nuts, but you do yeah. see adults eating too many. And then that leads to constipation. So, yes. Marcy, what, um, what are there some other things that we look at when we're working with people as far as just, Kids or adults. Right. Well, you know, obviously all the carbs that people are eating in the way of processed foods and, you know, the yeah. pastas, the crackers for kids. Yes. That's definitely going to be constipating mm-hmm. <clears throat> and causing mm-hmm. all that inflammation. Yeah, it, it's tough because, you know, as parents, you know, obviously our number one goal is to do the right thing. And so most parents are so afraid that their kids aren't getting enough calories. So we want to... We want to try to fill them up with with a lot of the foods that you're talking about, um, you know, that cause issues. And so, boy, you gals are just doing amazing things. It's 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 uh, parents, you know, really want to know too. You know, you're you're helping so many adults, and I assume kids too. But boy, giving them the tips, you know, giving empowering them with with what you know they should really, you know, some good ideas on snacks and good ideas on meals. It's, that's huge. And then. You know, probably my my biggest recommendation is for kids to drink water from oh, here. Right. They don't need the juice. They don't need the 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 milk. They don't need anything but water. Let's and, just get back and, to water, right? The simple things. Yeah. You know, yeah, and actually, Doctor Struble, we have to go on another break. Okay, <laughs> it, it happens so fast. It does. Um, you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Our topic today is about digestive problems, and our guest is Dr. Christian Struble, author of How to Be a Poop Detective. And her website is um, com. so you can check that out. And if you have questions, please call us in the studio at 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, this summer we are offering the Weight and Wellness Series in three locations starting June 20th. The Weight and Wellness Series is six two-hour classes full of real, usable nutrition information. You know, we have a plan to help you with your digestive issues. We have a plan to lower your cholesterol. We have a plan to reduce aches and pains and a plan to support your mood and energy. So if you bring a friend, you both will get $25 off. Uh, questions about the class? Again, call our front desk. It's six five one six nine nine three four three eight. We tell you everything. We do. <laughs> we give you a plan for it all. So, welcome back. Then, so you know, um, I think we wanted to come back and talk. Um, we kind of talked a lot about constipation this hour, um, and but maybe what we should delve into a little bit is just diarrhea. And how that um, is just on the flip side of constipations. And I don't know, Dr. Stubel, if you're finding people that, you know, especially kids that have a lot of of uh, diarrhea, we certainly see it in adults, you know, because we have adults that come in that's been struggling with uh, diarrhea for 15, 10, 15 years, 
and they're going 10 times a day right. or more. I mean, it's, it's awful. And I don't know if that's, you're seeing that with children or, or not so well, much. There's something called toddler's diarrhea, which actually is fairly normal and easy to fix. So parents do become alarmed um, with that. And that's usually because, you know, kids instinctive, they're instinctual eaters and sleepers and drinkers, whatever. They, but they, uh, they consume a lot of carbs, right, because they're fast energy. And so that, that carbohydrate, the water um, from the carbs, you know, is it, it, uh, that pulls water um, into it, and then their poop is looser, and they'll see undigested pieces of like corn and blueberry and whatever. But, so it's it's not um, a bad bad thing, um, mm-hmm. but it's it, it, you know it, it might indicate that they're maybe just a little their guts a little off. So I usually just tell parents to increase the good fat, you know, increase avocado, increase you know coconut oil, increase some you know to, just to try to slow the gut down a little bit, and then. Maybe you know some good good protein. So, but if kids have if if I have a five year old or a ten year old or any age beyond toddler years come in with diarrhea, you, you have to really you have to ask about diet just like you do with constipation. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I know. I mean, I know when we're working with adults, and I think with kids yeah. too. And I I hear this a lot. You know, kids go to school and then they have they feel nauseous, they have cramps, yeah. they mm-hmm. they want to go home. And they're not, they don't really have the flu, but again, I always look at, like you do, milk, you know, is, you know, that milk and cereal that they're having yeah, for breakfast. For breakfast. It's probably, yeah, so. and it is, it is a real thing that's going on in their body. And then yeah. sometimes I think school officials and parents start to believe that it's more psychological. You know, they don't want to go to school. Right. But really, they're feeling lousy. And of course, they don't want to go to school. But, you know. And with kids, you definitely need, if they're having chronic diarrhea, you definitely need to to do a workup. You know, make sure that there isn't anything wrong, like your, you know, like your Crohn's disease, your celiac disease, your ulcerative colitis, or, but more often times than not, it is, it is, it is, you know, dietary. Um, And so I agree. And, And it's, yeah, if you 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 know your your gut definitely impacts your mood as as, as you ladies know. So, but with diarrhea is definitely um, you know it's 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 a red flag. You, you don't wait as long as you would with constipation. Because constipation is a little yes. bit easier to to, to right. figure out. So. Right. Yeah, I I agree. You know, uh, next week on our show, we actually have Cassie, who is a dietitian. And her daughter, Marissa, and another dietitian, Brenna, and they're really going to talk about food sensitivities, and they're going to mainly talk about gluten sensitivity, dairy sensitivity. And interesting, Marissa, she's seven years old, and she has a corn sensitivity. Mm -hmm. And if she gets corn, she has trouble breathing. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's, uh, foods are, yeah, everybody is so different, right? And then how it it is expressed and comes out in your body is mm-hmm. different for everybody. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. And and you know, there's lots of tests you can do nowadays. But my my uh, recommendation and what I tell my families is, you're the best detective. So oh, for if, sure. If you eat, um, you know, corn chips, or if you have almonds, or you know, if you're drinking milk and you know you become gassy, bloated, you know, you kind of have that heartburn. Or, you know, on the opposite end, if if you're constipated or you have diarrhea, again, there's probably something going in that's triggering it. So take it out for a month. Take one thing out at a time. 
Right. Because even if you have the test done and they're normal, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean tolerance. That's mm-hmm. right so. for sure. You know, mm-hmm. I'm always telling my clients just be be mindful of yourself because so often they just Literally. they're like. I can't, I don't know what's wrong. I, you know, I ate this, but I can't, you know, pinpoint, I, you know, it's just kind Absolutely. of bringing it back in. Because I think a lot of times they're eating such combination of foods. Yeah. Like they're, they're doing cereal and milk. Well, they don't yeah. know whether it's the cereal, cereal or the milk or both. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're so right. Yes. <laughs> so do you have another topic that we have about one minute to talk yet? And is there another topic as far as your book? I mean, we actually we actually ordered your book for all of our locations, for it, all seven oh. of our locations. So it's in each yeah. office. So it's Thank great. Thank you. That's and you know, so actually, nice. at one of the offices, they had it sitting out on the counter, and people were fascinated by it. And I think that's <laughs> a lot of people tuned in because they saw the book at one of our offices. So yes. it it is a topic that. You know, people, you know, boys and young boys and they <laughs> even snick- men. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They snicker over. <laughs> right. But then no one talks yeah. about it after that. Right. They don't know what to say right. about it. And it's such interesting. It's such a critical thing. I mean, we could do a whole show on on acid reflex and medications and the side effects and right. all the other things. But really, we just Absolutely. need to get back to poop. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Pooping right. <laughs> so. you, guys are, you guys are wonderful. I'm just so thrilled to, to have had this opportunity. And I just, you guys, you, your work in miracles, it's obvious from, from all the testimonials and just the callers. And, you know, I wish I could come to one of your your seminars or your, your you can. if you're out in Arizona, I would send tons of my families to you because there's <laughs> such a need for this. There really is. There and is. It's, it's not, it, you, you, you all have made it so easy. It, it, you've broken it down to make it so easy. There's so many obstacles to, to good nutrition, and, and I just applaud you for what work you're doing because it's amazing. Well, you so. know, it's how you communicate really is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you have to communicate in a way that people understand. I, when I started this show, I was thinking, how would my mom understand what I'm talking about and make changes? And that's and that's it. That's, that's how we we really, you know, so to teach it. Thank you for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition today. And Dr. Struble, thank you for being on. You were a fantastic guest. You were. Thank you so much. Well, thank you again. So if you found this show interesting and of value, share it with a friend or a family member. Yeah. You know, our goal is to help people and everybody feel better through nutrition. It's simple. It's a simple message. It is a simple but powerful message. Yes. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Product statements have not been evaluated by the FDA.